Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, welcome to this week's Must Hear Music podcast. My name is Joe Lynch. I'm sitting here with Erica Ramirez. Hey, guys. And Chris Payne. Hey, what's up? Um, oh, I don't know. Not much. You know, it's it's uh, it's January. I, you probably didn't really mean me to answer that question. No, it was, but a, it was, yeah. it was rhetorical. Never, you never know. People, you people really should ask know. that more often. People should like... Actually respond to what's Yeah. Up. I mean, I'm a little scared of the response sometimes, but people should like... Yeah. Usually you don't really. It's not like you don't want to know. It's just you don't even think it's going to happen. Right. When so people say that to me in the office, like walking by, I never really know whether to really respond or I not. I think next time you should be like, actually, I'm having a pretty bad day. And yeah. Yeah. I'm going through a rough patch. <laughs> Usually I just nod, me. you know, or do the the opposite nod, which is kind of move your head up. Like, mm, mm-hmm. yeah. Um. Anyways. So that's I'll just maybe look like, like a jerk, though. I'll be like, I'm too cool to talk. Right. I mean, well, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Better that than to be a blabbermouth, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, These are the conversations that have been at Billboard. Right. <laughs> yeah, really, really <laughs> detailed stuff. Uh, let's get to something slightly more exciting than this, which is Kelly Clarkson, who is back with a new song. It's called Heartbeat Song. Uh, this is from her upcoming album, and this is her first like proper pop album in a while. She had... A Christmas album and then a greatest hits a few years ago, but we haven't heard from her since the Stronger album. And I think that I should have looked this up, but I think that was like 2009 or 2010 <laughs> or something like that. So it's been a really long time since we've had like Kelly Clarkson new pop album coming out. Um, and I have to say, Jason, who uh, is sadly not on the podcast today, wrote a very nice review of it online. He's a big fan of this song. Uh, he's not here to defend it, so I'm just going to tear into it. Uh, no, I think the song is nice, but it it's not, it's for like the first Kelly Clarkson song from a new album, it's not really popping for me. Like, you know, listening to it, I was almost like if Taylor Swift was singing over this, it wouldn't, it would kind of make sense. Like it doesn't sound unlike Taylor Swift's pop stuff, which to me says like it just needs a little bit more identity, like a little more Kelly maybe more vocal oomph or something. I don't know, but it just like, not like jumping for me, but what do you guys think? I think it'll do really well. I think it'll be big. It sounds like, like you were saying, it's there are parts of it that are kind of generic. I don't think en- enough to be a deal breaker, but I think enough that it's a very, very safe play for radio and something that's still a very enjoyable, catchy song that I think will resonate with a lot of people. Yeah, I think you're you're probably right. Like I'm not expecting this to be a flop definitely. I think it's it's catchy. Like I definitely get the sense that if I 
hear it through no fault of my own, like, more than five times, I'm going to end up liking it, whether or not I want to. Um, I just looked it up, by the way, it's 2011, yes. so actually not that long ago. It was stronger, the last full pop album from her. Um, and in between, she had all those country songs, too. So And a baby, so she's she's been a busy lady. Um, Erica, what, what do you think about I, this? You know, I think the song's a little bit, well, to me, it's a bit too much. It's a bit too, like... I, I don't want to say it because it sounds bad, but it's a bit too like bright for Kelly Clarkson. That's and, fine. And, and it's also because I remember her saying like when, you know, they would be very strict as to how she, what music she would be putting out, her label, mm. that she l- kind of liked it a little bit, not, you know, completely overly dark, but that the brighter stuff wasn't really her. And that for some reason, that's the first thing I thought of when I was listening to this. I was like, God, this is a little bit too, like... You want it to be, like, depressing. You want her to I be mean, sad. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I, no, I don't want her to be sad because I do like Stronger and I do mm-hmm. like, you know, all these kind of songs that but she Stronger put out But Stronger is coming from, like, a place of, like, she went through Triumph some tough and, stuff. Right. Yeah. Oh, I guess I am one of those people. I'm going to have to reevaluate my life. But, I mean, I, my <laughs> favorite Kelly Clarkson album is, like, My December, so clearly I am them i prefer the emo side of kelly clarkson but no i mean i do like her like empowering songs i just think that this one's just a little too like you said it just doesn't fit with her like you could see someone else on it yeah but like c Payne said i could definitely see this being pretty big just because it's pretty i mean everything about it is kind of addicting like also the beat kind of goes with how the lyrics are you know Mm -hmm. as positive as they are yeah, and I don't want to say, like, I don't like it. Like like I said, if I hear it, if I overhear it, if I'm seeing it on award shows, like, it's not annoying or anything. Like, I still stand by, as much as I love the Taylor album, I stand by disliking Shake It Off. Do you um, still like it? Do you still not like it? I still don't like that song. Oh, I like that song And now. every time I think I'm going to like it, then she gets to the, like, rap part, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, definitely I don't like still don't like it. Really? I, I, I'm a big rap She's fan, like, and I'm okay sick with it. Do you like it when Ed Sheeran raps? Absolutely not. I don't like when Ed Sheeran oh. raps. But I'm a hypocrite <laughs> but because I like it when Madonna raps, <laughs> um, even when she so raps So clearly we all Life. like when people rap that other people don't like when they rap. So, yes. I mean... You know, that's. I mean, I don't mind Taylor Swift rapping on "Shake It Off." I don't think she does it. You know, I think Madonna sometimes takes herself a little too seriously when it comes. That's to definitely rapping. true. I mean, Sorry, I think shots if, fired. I think if we show, like knew both of them personally, they probably both take themselves pretty seriously. That's so sad. Regardless, yeah, Taylor Swift takes herself really seriously. Do you think she's like legit wanting to rap though? I think it's a little tongue in cheek, but she still put it on the album. Yeah, so that's very true. Like in the Kendrick Lamar cover story, we we asked him about this uh, Instagram that Taylor did where she just like is saying she's dying to collaborate with Kendrick Lamar <laughs> and it's sincere. Yeah, she rapped backseat freestyle. I don't know how I felt about that. I'm proud that that's Kendrick. I'm proud that she knew all the words. So Yeah, it was impressive. Anyways, we're we're, we're really off topic. Yes. So well, bring up the cover story. Let's that's what they uh, yeah. The cover story. <laughs> Throw to the billboard cover story. Um <laughs> if you wanna subscribe to <laughs> Yeah, please write to P.O. Box. Um, so let's listen to Kelly Clarkson Heartbeat Song. This just came out a few days ago, and there's a cute video of her kid dancing to it. So Kelly Clarkson Heartbeat Song. This is my heartbeat song, and I'm gonna play it. Been so long, I forgot how to turn it up, 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 all night long. All right, that was Kelly Clarkson Heartbeat Song. Um, next up, let's talk the just-released new seven streeter song like the other seven streeter song that you probably know it features chris brown once again (laughs) um they've spent a lot of time together in the studio 
Um, in interviews, she said she's, you know, she started out as a songwriter, so he certainly didn't teach her how to write songs, but she said that he's helped her kind of finesse her craft. And, you know, regardless of what you want to say about Chris Brown, you know, the man certainly is a great songwriter. He has produced a number of the be- the better songs of the 21st century, Yeah, I would most say. Most of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most of them, no. Um, but anyway, so this this new song, Seven Streeter and Chris Brown, is called Don't Kill the Fun. Uh, their last song is called It Won't Stop, so kind of a similar theme. But I have to say, I, I really like this song. Do you and like this one better than the... I, I think one? I like this better than yeah. their first song, because I liked the first one, but I wasn't in love with it. And for me, this, like, there's the the warped like chopped horn sample in this that just like puts it over the edge it's that like little extra weird spice that turns it from like a cool r&b song with a good like kind of skittering beat with like silky vocals into something that's just like really weird and stands out yeah um and it doesn't sound like talk dirty but like talk dirty it's just that little element of a weird sample can kind of just like push it over the edge of being like all right this just went from like a good r&b song to like a really really memorable one it's it's super fun. I mean, I think that some people were a little annoyed that Chris Brown always pops up in her songs. But when I, I mean, but they were good together. I mean, and she writes songs for him, and clearly she he's helping, like mentoring her or whatever. I, this song also reminded me of Fine China, just how like mm-hmm. smooth the song is and how great it goes with the vocals. I think this might be like her Fine China. Um, I think it really works for her. And I think they work great together. It's like a really fun song. And it's, I think it's a great first single for her album that's coming out this year also. so Yeah, and I mean, if it does well in the charts, that's good for him too because he obviously has been slipping a bit. I mean, he's got some some hits as of late. but Yeah, I think his album came out, X came out, and then it got a little quiet for him. I it think was he's l- still running off the fuel of Loyal. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, not sure. I mean, there's some good songs also on X, so I think he has... He has something there, but it did get a little quiet mm-hmm. for him. Um, did you hear the Seven Streeters song, CP? Yeah, I did. Yay! Um, <laughs> it's interesting because it's it sings about rocking until the cops come or cops get called. So <laughs> I, I hope yeah. it gets big for the meme potential Aww, of having <laughs> One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Uh, See, I mean that that is a good point. I actually didn't think of <laughs> yeah. that. Both. Like you would think on a Chris Brown song, he might be like, maybe just don't have that line in there. <laughs> maybe don't have the word "kill" in the name of the song. Well, too. it's also because, guys, come on, that was like 2009. The poor. No, actually, I'm not gonna say the poor kid. I'm just saying it's it's whatever. But I'm 
There's always going to be the people that make jokes about it. And you could always come here for billboard.com to hear. I don't even mean, I, I am smirking as I'm saying this, but I don't even mean to joke <laughs> about it. But I think Chris has a good point where it's just like, it, it's still inextricably like you think of Chris Brown, you're almost probably always going to think of that. Right. So when there's a line about like, hey, the cops are on the way, it's Chris like, can't well, help. I don't He's know, like guys. totally laughing this entire time. He can't uh, hold himself back. Yeah. <laughs> but, but anyways, that aside, uh, I agree with you, Erica. I think it's, it's a good, good song. song. Yeah. I could see this doing well in the charts. I legitimately don't know if it will. I, that's how I feel about Seven Streeter. Like, I, where do you see her going? I could see her being big, but I also could see, like, people just not, like, connecting to her personally because maybe they don't, like, get her personality. I think that she does need to be a little bit more out in the open and, like, be more social and see her around. But she's... She did mention, I believe it was 2013, that this album was going to be a lot more personal. And I think that that's good because we know her more as a songwriter, even though with her EP. So I think that if she does give a little bit more than just like these like fun R&B songs, then she could be a little bit more memorable. All right. Well, let's yeah. let's listen to it. Seven Streeter featuring Chris Brown, Don't Kill the Fun. All right, that was Seven Streeter featuring Chris Brown. We're saying goodbye to Erica right now. She's very busy and also doesn't want to talk about Fall Out Boy. So <laughs> um, we'll cut that out of the podcast. All right, she's gone. We're not cutting that out of the podcast. Um, okay, so let's talk about the new Fall Out Boy song. It's called Uma Thurman. Um, this is a Chris pick, so I'm going to toss it to Chris. Yeah, this song's a jam. I mean... It's, I think, the sixth new song they've shared thus far about uh, from the new album. And I kind of wish they did it sooner because this, I think, would have been great as the first or second single to lead off the album. I shouldn't say first because Centuries has done so well so far. But, um, yeah, this song's a jam, and it's very prominently samples the Munsters theme song, which I just remember that because I remember they would be on Nick at Night, and it came on right after Nickelodeon when I was little, and they would always show that show a lot. But um, people under the age of, I don't know, like 40 might not know what that is. But the theme song has a great guitar hook in it. And it works really well for this song. Yeah, I was a little embarrassed that I had to be told that it was the Munsters theme. I don't know. I feel kind of embarrassed just like hearing that and thinking, oh, the Munsters theme. Because I'm 26. Right. But you're like Nick at Night and stuff. (laughs) I I just never had cable growing up. So my knowledge (laughs) is like solely through daytime local TV reruns. Um, but, But anyways... Aside from that, yeah, I think you're right. Like, you you wrote a, a nice piece on this song on Billboard.com. We're just really pimping Billboard out on this podcast, saying it was the best song from the album so far. Yeah, I think so. Uh, the new album is American Beauty, American Psycho. I think I might like Centuries a little more, but this is definitely, like, the most inventive one on the album, mm-hmm. for sure. Like, Or not on the album. I haven't listened to the whole album. So that we've heard so far. Um, you know, it's called Uma Thurman. It definitely is referencing the famous Uma Thurman, John Travolta dance in Pulp Fiction. And I think it's really clever, like, bringing in the Munsters theme song because, of course, in Pulp Fiction, when they're at Jackrabbit Slim's, the whole, like, point of that restaurant is, like, 50s, 60s, like, 50s, early 60s -hmm. kitsch and stuff like that. And the Munsters, like, totally fits into that vibe. Yeah. And you're right, like, the Munsters theme is, it doesn't sound like 
a TV, like if you had never heard it before, it doesn't even sound like a TV theme. It almost sounds like it'd be like a surf rock. Yeah, it's kind a of, tight guitar hook. It's so yeah, good. It's like legitimately a really cool song. Uh, so using the guitar from that um, and putting this in, it just sounds really great. Although I'm just like also surprised the more I'm hearing from this new album, like they've just kind of like left the pop punk thing behind. Oh, well, they had for a, a while. What I really like about them now is that they're one of the very few popular rock acts who is willing to embrace hip-hop and EDM culture and use like lots of sampling in their music. Because that's what is going to keep things relevant. When you kind of make that nod that, like, yeah, we're a rock band, but we get that these genres are more relevant right now with the kids. Yeah, and it does. It I do get the feeling, and I, I don't mean this as a slam because... I'm mm. not a Maroon 5 fan, but I feel like I could imagine this on a playlist where you're, like, hearing Maroon 5, and then, like, fun comes on, and then yeah, this Fall Out Boy song. Like, it kind of fits alongside that. Although, Maroon 5 would never sample anything as left field as that. They would just, No, you know, and the vocals wouldn't yeah. be, like, so theatrical. Like, there's still, like, something interesting about mm. it. Like, oh, yeah. The vocals are really, like, kind of cheekily balls to the wall, and mm. it's, uh, it's a cool song. It's Like I said, it's inventive. And it's a nice little Pulp Fiction nod because, you know, who doesn't, like, even if you don't know the Munsters, you know Pulp Fiction. Yeah. So you get something out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's listen to it. So Fall Out Boy, Uma Thurman from the upcoming American Beauty, American Psycho. She wants to dance like Uma Thurman, bury me till I confess. All right, that was Fall Out Boy. Next up, let's talk about the first new song from Purity Ring's second album. The track is called Begin Again. Um, the album is called Another Eternity, and it's coming out this March. We were fortunate enough to have Purity Ring swing by the office. You were there for that, yeah. right, Chris? Yeah. yeah. So the Purity Ring, uh, the duo swung by our office, played us this song and a couple other ones from the new album a month ago. Like, I don't even, Was it yeah. before the holiday break i think, I think it was so. just after or no <laughs> it, was, it was just before it was i think it was before. just before yeah. yeah anyways so um purity ring had a pretty great first album that got him a lot of attention they ended up you know they worked with danny brown thereafter because he liked it so liked the album so much um the new stuff uh, i think looking at like the youtube comments for this new song which is called begin again a lot of people are commenting on how different it sounds and mm. it it is definitely i would say an evolved sound for them in that it it's certainly more polished like the first album felt i don't want to it it just felt like it was a synth album and it felt very retro synth this is like a little more like polished synth like there's clearly more money has been put into the making yeah. of this song um but i I don't mean that as a slam. Like, it's not less interesting. Um, it's less retro, but it's not more, like, palatable to the masses or, like, some negative thing like that. Like, it's still, it has a good beat. It's a nice song craft. It's kind of immediately catchy, but not in an ingratiating way. Um, I, I don't know. What did you think about it? The beat is just massive. You know, you were comparing it to the first album and mentioning the connection with Danny Brown. The first album, I always kind of fantasized rappers rapping over those beats. They made me think of hip-hop beats. With this new song in particular, it makes me just think of a big-ass EDM beat, like a scaling the mountain, going up the roller coaster kind of beat. 
Right. Yeah, but there but there's not like that cheesiness to it. You know, it's No, no, there's not. It's more mysterious, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, they I mean, they do sidestep the cheese on this album. Absolutely they do. And there's they're too, there's they're too cool to fall into that. Right. It's, yeah, and it definitely when they were here they were talking about um how they hated touring behind the first album when they would play daytime festival sets mm-hmm. because like there's just something kind of awkward about playing electronic music in broad daylight like the light show doesn't work like but people are hot and it's weird to dance so um this this definitely sounds like music you would want to listen to mostly after dark mm-hmm. um and kind of saying also uh what you were speaking to with the massive beats it reminded me when the uh the guy from the group Corin was in here he was talking about how much he loves future and you can kind of uh, you can almost kind of like hear like a future imprint mm-hmm. on some of these songs or at least on this one um I don't know. I'm excited for the rest of the album. Like, they were really nice, and the songs sound incredible. This was definitely one of the highlights. I think we heard, like, three or four. Yeah, they're they're keeping the momentum going for sure. I I was talking to their publicist who reminded me that the the debut album, Shrines, it sold over 100,000 copies, which I was kind of shocked to hear really That's really good for an album like that. Yeah, really. And, I I mean, the album was great and had a lot of critical acclaim, but I was very pleasantly surprised it sold like that. So hopefully they keep... uh, the critical and the commercial going. Yeah. They should. The and I think like great. with what we're saying, you know, it's like, it's more polished. So I definitely think they can kind of expand their fan base with that. But at the same time, it's not kind of a selling out thing. Like, I don't know if you remember like when Calvin Harris first came out, he was like this kind of almost like a left field, like retro weirdo. Yeah. Like eighties esque techno God, producer. That's crazy to think. And now he's like he's the, the biggest. Richest. He's the richest DJ. Yeah, he's like the yeah. richest DJ and he makes like the most like I don't want to say generic, but definitely the most like middle of the road sort of EDM. Yeah, very populist. Um and I do think he's great. I actually really like a lot of Calvin Harris songs, but there's no doubt that he went from being kind of like the the fringe guy to like the guy who sets mm-hmm. the tone. The man, the EDM man. Um, but let, so anyways, let's listen to it. It's Purity Ring, Begin Again. You'll be the moon, I'll be the earth, and when we burst, start over, oh darling, begin again, begin again, begin again. All right, that was Purity Ring. Uh, next and last, we are going to talk about the Decemberists. Uh, this is, I think maybe the fourth song we've heard from their new, it, it's, we've heard a few songs from this album they have coming up. This new one's called A Beginning Song, um... The album is out on January 20th, which is Decemberist Day in Portland. Obviously, Portland would have Decemberist Day. I feel like even if they weren't from Portland, Portland would have Decemberist Day. It's so, it's so, so Portland. It's it's so Portlandia. Uh, The album is called What a Terrible World, comma, What a Beautiful World, which Sort of similar to the American Beauty, American Psycho. Mm, out the same day. Like, There's a up. lot of things coming out January 20th. Yeah. But so just the Kim construct of the day. title. There's a lot. Anyways, though. So uh, so y- this is uh, one of yours. Let's, what, what do you think about this? It took a while to grow on me. At first, um, I'm not going to lie, though. It was kind of boring. But it, the way that, the way it builds up, the acoustic guitar and all the other instrumentation, it does have a very nice... Very nice feel to it. It's not as immediate as their last album. With their last album, The King Is Dead, came out in 2011, I believe. And they they were following up a concept album that didn't do really well. It was by far like the least popular out December album with fans. So they really went back to basics on that album. Very immediate folk songs. And it was a great album. This one, 
it takes a little bit more time, but they're just such great songwriters, and they've been at it so long they really know how to layer the instrumentation on and, you know, not leave the Decemberist feel behind either, even though they're not really singing about, like, little folk tales anymore. Yeah, I have to, yeah, that is that is a big distinction. They're kind of like storytelling, songwriting has fallen by the yeah, wayside. Yeah, it's more. It just sounds like more personal music now, more um, universal music. Instead of like, here's a character, here's a new song, here's another character. Yeah, you know, it's more like here's a character. And I liked that too. I fucking, I love Picaresque. That's one of my favorite albums of when I was getting into indie music. I mean, yeah, that that was like. That was a great album. And I have to say, I'm like, uh, I like that album, but I'm like a fair weather Decemberist fan. Like, if if there's an okay Decemberist song, I'm just not remotely interested. Whereas, yeah. You know, I mean, there's other groups where, like, like we talked about of Montreal a few weeks ago. And Mm. if there's an okay of Montreal album, like, I'll still sign, I'll pony up, I'll listen to it a few times. But if I feel like I'm not going to like a Decemberist record, I might not make it all the way through. Um, this this one I have to say I I like like I don't love it like you said it's uh but it is they they know how to construct a song and it's yeah. just I don't I mean I feel like I don't have anything else to say about it it's yeah. good you know it's good it's good for the Sembrist. yeah I get why people hate on them especially these days because folk music is just so overexposed in in culture now but I'll defend these guys all the way like. I was I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who's who's also really into music and he was talking about bands with annoying fans and he was comparing Decemberist fans or just Decemberist in general to Amanda Palmer and I was very hurt. I defended them hard when he said that. Yeah, I think there's a different quality. I mean Amanda Palmer fans are very active online in mm. occasionally a trollish way that I would say yeah. Decemberist fans are not so much. They just go to concerts dressed up like trees, that's all. Yeah, and I, I do I do like both of them pretty well. Um, you know, if I just, do I want to get cornered by an Amanda Palmer fan or a Decemberist fan at a party, I might go the Amanda Palmer fan. I feel like <clears throat> they might be easier to talk to them, maybe easier to get out of the conversation with them. But mm. but I agree, I agree with you overall, like as a, in the, certainly online, like I would, I would not want to face up against the December Palmer fans. fans online. Amanda Palmer fans at a party. That's exactly. It. Um, yeah. Anyways, I don't know. So it's it's the Decemberist. It's a beginning song, is what it's called. Uh, I think it's good. Like I, I feel like I'm getting such a tepid recommendation, but Chris is going to the bat for this. So mm-hmm. Chris says this is a must hear music pick. I'm saying it's a you might as well hear it music pick. Uh, let's listen to it though. I wanting should I be wanting when all around me? All right, that was the Decemberists, and uh, that's all we got this week. It's a slower time for music, so mm. not not much out there, but it's yeah, coming. There's there's some other releases coming up. It's like, don't say that, because in our line of work, once you start thinking that, you're just going to get inundated. You're going to get buried. That's true. Um, And there are a few releases coming up I'm really excited for. Uh, Not that this is one I am excited for, but I'd like to point out the, uh, what is it called? Fifty Shades of Grey soundtrack came out Mm. today. The track list came out today, not the soundtrack. Um, And one of the songs is called, what is it? Is it Did I Hurt You or something like that? Did That Hurt? It's called Did That Hurt. Um, which I just think is like the goofiest, stupidest so- song title you could possibly imagine. Whose song is it? 
It's it's a Danny Elfman instrumental, oh, okay. which is kind of like extra sad, like because Danny Elfman is so talented, mm. and then like he just has to write this like goofy, you know, like suburban S and M type music. Yeah. But hopefully, he got a big fat paycheck for that. Yeah. So. Well, that's all we got. Thanks for joining us. Uh, tweet us if you got any wrecks at this dry music time of year, and uh, have a good week. Peace. 